Hey guys, just wanted to do a quick announcement. Next week, we'll be doing another Twitch live stream Thursday, November 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That will be at twitch.tv forward slash something, I guess, zero zero. The link will be in the episode description. We'll see you then. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. Um, I'm Cody. Hello. Hi, I'm Cody. Sorry, we had technical difficulties. My name is Cody. Hi, hello. Stop talking, Cody. Just stop. <laughs> I know this is a podcast and talking is like the whole point, but stop. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing, Cody? Uh, I mean, Jordan, I'm listening to surf music. Oh, I hate you so much. I hate how you do me every time. I'm, uh... You know, oh, well, wait, we got to talk about this. I found this thing. For those people out there that don't know, if you ever want to put some stupid crap on your webcam when you're <laughs> talking to your friends, there's a plugin for OBS that lets you do it for free. And then what you can do is find a bunch of GIFs that are transparent and just throw them haphazardly on your screen. That's what yeah. I did. Cody has dancing skeletons right now. Um, currently, they yeah. are not too distracting. But and also, he originally I had have pumpkins flying at... Um, out of the um, bottom of the screen, but you know that was too distracting. <laughs> yeah, I also uh, I also have spooky floating above my head because it it's is. our Halloween episode. Yes, this episode should be live, but I have been way too stressed to put together a live show. But well, that's next okay. week on the fifth, my birthday, we will be doing our annual live show i guess we can call it since we kind of the last one was last year so we can do our annual live show um but yeah and that will be rolling for that at the end of this episode um oh so we're gonna do a random world for your birthday that so seems I, like a bad birthday present but here's another thing that i wanted to talk to and we should probably do off air what i wanted to do was roll the topic and for us to build the world together like we've done on those other episodes oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think I'm that cool would be a really that. fun one to do but sure, rolling the like topic that. can help us stay more focused than the last two times. Oh, we can we can ask the chat for help too. Anyways, yeah, that, see, it will be extremely interactive. Anyways, Cody, Jordan, what no, hang you... on, hang on, no, stop, Jordan, Jordan, hang on, yes, hang on, yeah, Jordan, I'm gonna yeah. do something you hate, but it's because I want to ask you something. Yeah, what because I... we're doing Halloween worlds this year. What's the what's the best spookiest thing you've watched so far this Halloween season? Cody, can't, you look, can't you can host. The, you can host the show once I'm no, done. No, I, I can host the show, Cody. That's not my problem. My problem is I've been so busy and so torn back and forth between uh, my parents' house, my girlfriend's house. I have not had any time to actually watch anything spooky. I wanted to watch Jennifer's Body this past weekend because that movie is trash and and I love it, but. It's not on any streaming service, and I have to get freaking stars or whatever plug in for Hulu, and I don't want to pay extra, so I didn't watch Jennifer's Body. So I have not. The the spookiest thing I have watched was Monsterland, and that was more depressing than it was spooky. Yeah, you're terrible at this question. What the heck? Do you know like how like the like rule of thumb for any of this type of stuff is yes and. Jordan's like no, actually nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so what I have done is I read the Hellboy, but that's part of our recommendation thing. That's that's kind of spooky. Okay, that's spooky. Fine, I'll talk about it. Spooky. Um, Wake the Devil, the second story, like story arc in Hellboy, was really good. 
there was like some like there was a lot happening so i kind of like got a little confused at points but it was really 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 good and we'll talk about it more on our like recommendation roundup thing but i i really liked wake the devil and like this mini story afterwards with the um, homunculus and the colossus was pretty cool too so yeah, that's my only spooky. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah! I really like that. Yeah, because when yes, um, I'm remembering um, it now. Sorry. What's her name? Forget her name. I literally just had her name in my head, but Fire Girl. Liz Sherman. Liz Sherman touches the homunculus. She loses her power and actually dies, and then gets it back when um Hellboy brings the homunculus back. So it it, it was oh, just yeah. It was a really cool story. Very cool setup. I love all the art. I love the characters. I love like they. Is there a Liz Sherman spinoff? Because I feel like there should be. Um, there's a BPRD spinoff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like the. I know it's all going to be like Hellboy and like from his kind of point of view, pretty much. But I do like all the BPRD characters, like um Corrigan. I forget what her first name is, but the short hair blonde girl is really cool too. Yeah, it's funny because like I, I think the the comic book just eventually kind of turns away from a lot of that stuff. So I've like forgotten a lot about that. I really like them, and I like the setup of like they're just you know investigators. They like, always end up getting in way over their head, and um also and giant Iron Maiden goddess thing came alive and tried to kill Hellboy, and um he almost um you know succeeded. It was Hecate, at, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, was it Hecate. Hecate. It was Hecate. Or Hectate or whatever, the um, goddess of witchcraft, which I actually had to look up because I didn't know who Hecate was. But um, they sacrifice a um, Nazi <laughs> woman in order to um, fuse Hecate into the Iron Maiden. And Iron Maiden comes and pretty much kills Hellboy, but he's brought back by being a demon, but rejects his destiny. It was really cool. All of Wake the Devil, we'll talk about it way more on our recommendation episode, but All of Wake the Devil was really good. Anyways, Cody, what is your spookity thing you've been doing? Okay, so this, um, I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm a horror movie fan. I watched a straight-to-TV Disney movie called Don't Look Under the Bed. It sucks. Really, Cody? It sounds amazing. I wish I could watch it right now. It terrified me when I was a child. When I was a young warthog. No. <laughs> not that. That was perfect. I'm also going to kill the conversation. So when I was a wee lad, yeah, don't don't look under the bed was like the scariest thing in my life. I've never I watched it. Hocus Pocus and I forgot how horny that movie is. That That's a weird extremely pro- horny. <laughs> and it's just way too much talking about virgins for me. Um <laughs> And I kind of forget that every time. And then I'm like, I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus. And then I get five seconds into it. And I'm like, man, 20 minutes into this movie, a little girl tells a teenage girl that her teenage brother was kind of jerking off to her. And I'm like, whoa, what? Pass. What the heck? No. I have never heard of this Don't Look Under the Bed. This looks wild. It is not a good movie. It's not good. Hey, but there's Um, a black main character, so I think that's good. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Like, you ever, you ever watch something and you're like, was that, is that racist? Yeah, no, some of this doesn't look good, Cody. Some of this, this does feels, not look good. Feels racist because he's like, I don't know. Just feels bad I've sometimes. Never heard of this. Anyways, what else have you been? Um, I think though, like my, like honorable mentions of 
my favorite spookity movies that I watched. Um, Jeepers Creepers, always great. Yeah, I loved it. But the I newest also, Jeepers Creepers is horrible. Jeepers Jeepers Creepers three is like the worst thing I've watched. I I mean I've only seen one. I started watching two, and then everyone just sat on a bus for twenty minutes, and I got real bored. Um, so, uh, um, but Jeepers Creepers one is really good, and I also love <laughs> I love Dracula, like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, is it that with Gary Oldman? <laughs> It's huh? Isn't yes. that movie extremely yes. horny? The answer is yes, and I I love how bad it is. It's just it's a dumpster fire. For some reason, they're like, who can we get to be like a serious period piece actor? And they're like, I don't know, Keanu Reeves. I'm acting. I've got to go do stuff for Dracula. Now oh, you're no, just doing heads <laughs> by Dracula. So was he the entire movie. And look, I know Keanu Reeves is like a good person and maybe dunking on him isn't the best thing in the world to do. Because if we ever have Keanu Reeves as a guest, which is totally going to happen, I don't want him to be mad at us. Well, right. But he could just look at me and say, honestly, I could buy everything that you (laughs) own without batting an eye. And I just have to be like, well, yeah, you're right. I'm irrelevant. But I mean, um, your performance. I love him. And yeah, he's probably doesn't have like the strongest career but like he's been in some really good stuff Keanu please come on the show please Keanu this is this is our shout out to Keanu Reeves hey if anybody knows Keanu Reeves and wants to hook him up and get him on the show please just like hit us up we'll allow him to be on the show Cody will will allow him I will accept him with open arms (laughs) I'll be dubious about it he better come prepared with a good world Yeah, you'll be dubious about coming with a good world. Okay, Cody. Anyways, oh, what else you got? Um, <laughs> I watched Interview with a Vampire and my yeah, brain turned Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah. I think that's it. I, th- I think those are kind of like my high points right now. I've watched a lot of bad horror movies. I have like, like a, a bug. A I, lot I, I'm of just going to have to do that movies. this weekend between playing guitar and just chill. And I'm just going to have to watch because I just recently got the thing. I have It Follows, which I heard was good. Um, What? Have you not seen the thing before? No, I have not seen the thing before. Jordan! I know. It's got diabetes in it. Yeah, I know. Cody. It's freaking got that guy. It's got Wolfram the diabetes yes, yes, guy yes, just I in it. I need. I need. I Being need crazy. I, so the thing. I love it. Um, it follows. Um, and I also want to rewatch. Uh, what was it? Silent Hill, and then then I think I might just watch all of the Resident Evil movies because the Resident Evil movies are fantastic. Okay, I love the Resident they're Evil. So movies. Bad, but they're so bad. Silent Hill good. is so bad. It's fine. Do you remember that Kit Harrington was in a Silent Hill movie? That was oh my lord! <laughs> it's Silent Hill, right? Silent Hill is the one with Pyramid Head and like the yeah. weird circusy crap, and like everyone's in like BDSM yes. leather bondage stuff, and like yeah, Cody, you don't have to keep explaining. And... I already said yes. <laughs> yeah, that that had Kit Harrington in it before he had a career, and now that his career's over, it'll probably have him in it again. <laughs> his career's not over. <laughs> I was. You see him in anything anymore? Just, well, well I guess, we know. haven't seen anything recently, Cody, because yeah, nothing new fair, came out this year. That's a fair point. <laughs> Not, nothing happened. All the movies that were supposed to come out did it. I think the only thing that came out post-COVID was Tenant, and that came out in theaters, and I'm not going to a theater to see it. 
Yeah, I think there was some other garbage that has come out too, but a lot of stuff has just gone straight to video. See, you know I did, what I'm all, excited I did for? all my horror movie watching in September when I went to visit my friends and just watched four horror movies in a row. Oh. <laughs> Which um, Wretched was great. Something. Oh, I haven't seen that. It, it's not I did great, watch a movie <laughs> with Gary Oldman where he buys a haunted boat. Oh, that um has one of the podcasters I listened to in it. It has the monster. No. As the it monster. does, but there isn't a monster, it's a witch. Well, yeah, the witch, whatever. Can I get her autograph? Will I she signed my teeth. Anyways. Oh, well, now it's weird that I asked if she would sign my teeth. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. What, what was that movie called again? What's that? Um, Scary Boat. <laughs> <laughs> Scary Boat 3 with Gary Oldman. No. Scary Boat with Gary Oldman and um the girl from uh Big. It's not I, big. It is big. Yeah, she was in big. Mary. It's called Mary. No, it's called Scary Boat okay. with Gary Oldman and the girl from Big. <laughs> yeah, yes, Cody. Scary. I mean, honestly, if there was a series of films called Scary Boat, I would watch them in a heartbeat because that would be hilarious. Like the Leprechaun movies sure before Stephen they got I'm pretty sure Stephen King racist. is probably... You know, I okay, I wanted to ask you if the Leprechaun movies were racist. Leprechaun, what, three in the hood? Yeah, they're racist, Yeah, Cody. well, but here's... here's I don't know if it's like self-aware where it's like so clown shoes it goes back around to not being racist you know what I, I, mean? I think it's that but like just looking at it, it's just like guys you should like is it making fun of racist oh, no, it's stereotypes five in the hood i'm guessing yeah because i remember watching that and there is a part like the first scene where the leprechaun busts out into like the hood in air quotes and there's a guy with a giant fro and he just keeps pulling I weapons do like out the of his picture hair where it's just the leprechaun um hitting a bog with the black guy it's just <laughs> it is it's i think it's i think it's like i have to watch this movie. <laughs> I, I think it is self-aware and funny but like when i saw part of it i was like i can't possibly watch <laughs> this move anymore like i watched like a good oh. half like, i can't do this this is so bad it's not even good bad it's just bad bad yeah but yeah they did leprechaun in space leprechaun. oh i haven't watched oh, any oh wait Friday no there's the leprechaun movies. 2 back uh, sorry leprechaun back to the hood so it's the second leprechaun in the hood movie well, that's a that's a sub series within the larger yes, leprechaun. Yes, yes, it's leprechaun. Oh, there's a 2018 leprechaun movie. Oh my god, leprechaun returns. Was it directed by uh, Rob Zombie? I hope. I mean, the leprechaun does kind of look like Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, okay, if you want to come onto the show, um, I will accept you with open arms. Please don't hate us. Rob Zombie, uh, I've watched a lot of your movies and I don't want you to know anything about me, so no, don't come on this show. Your wife freaks me out and your movies are profoundly uncomfortable. I do want to meet that creepy clown guy, though. He he died, Cody. No, he didn't. Yeah, he, I didn't know. He, like, in the last like two weeks, he died. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. You're kidding. Um, So the Sid Hayag died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he played Captain Spaulding, the creepy clown. Yeah, he he. Okay, Frick. He. I am sad okay, about in space, Captain he actually, Spaulding he now. He, 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 yeah, he 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 died. September. He seriously made that movie for me. He just like. Yeah, he ah, he he. That was not the last two weeks. The last few weeks was the anniversary of his death. Well, yeah, he died last year, unfortunately. Oh well, I didn't know that, but. Yeah. 
Well, his ghost probably can't be on the show. Anyways. Honestly, I'm not messing with Luigi board, but if you want to, you can bring him here. I want to. No, I do not. I will not. You know know my stance on Ouija. (laughs) Mandy's not down. Yeah, of course Mandy's not down because she's sane, unlike you. You can see her in the background shaking her head and... I think she's giving me the finger. Yep, yep. She's no, giving she you the finger. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. I, I just, you, I think it'd be so fun, you know, just like get some friends. No. Get a planchette, you know. That freaking Ryan from Instant Three Play. Like we were talking about um, New Orleans stuff. He's like, yeah, you need to come down here again so we could go back to the seance room, and I'll bring um, something that rhymes with Fiji cord. I'm like, no, yes, no, I'm not going to yes. mess with a Ouija board. Because here's the thing, I'm not superstitious at all, but I'm extremely, I want my house. When it to comes be to like the like ghosts and spirits, I believe <laughs> it's like did I did I ever tell me. you my favorite gift I've ever gotten from my parents? That's super weird. What they went? I can't remember where they went. It was someplace, but um, it was this like hiking place where um spiritualists would have seances, you know, and stuff no. like that. Like turn of the century, like this no. is where like no. No, early I, I 1900s witches no. would you know come and hang out and yeah you that, know that stone circle in Valpo, or whatever I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> no, no no it wasn't in valpo it was like i think it might have been <laughs> i was Wyoming. making a joke Doesn't because matter. that stone circle at valpo is creepy oh anyways my parents brought me a rock back from there and they're like here you go here's this rock from this creepy place and i'm like now my house is haunted I have the conduit. M- I know Mandy, the, so Mandy just, went like, and threw that rocket to Lake Michigan, didn't she? <laughs> huh? Mandy went and threw that rocket to Lake Michigan, didn't she? No, I still have it. It's sitting on a shelf, and so far nothing has happened. But if anything ever does manifest, I know what to burn <laughs> and bury and salt and stuff. <laughs> oh my god! We. I'm gonna buy an old Impala. I'm gonna have a snarky relationship with my brother where we cry about our feelings. It's gonna be great. That's the show Supernatural. I, I, I know story, exactly what you were show? talking about, Cody. <laughs> the only thing I really want to say, really quick, is everybody, please. I know they don't need our help, but please listen to the new Pup EP. It is so good. I watched their live show that they, their COVID live show that they did last week, and it was really great. And I love everything that band does, and it's it's just nice to see that they're. Also, good people outside of being in a really good punk band. So that was nice. Anyways, Cody, I, that's the part I wanted to talk about with my week. That in um, Wake the Devil, which I did get to talk about, but you know, whatever. Cody. Oh, hey, I brewed some kombucha and it tasted yeah, good. Oh, this the second batch tasted okay. I've only oh, the one oh, batch. oh no, no, no! This was the second ferment oh, of the okay, first batch. Ferment. Bro, tasted that's, that's really disgusting. good. Anyways, Cody, what was last um last episode? I I Jordan, it's been like three weeks since then. <laughs> I I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Give me one second, because I should remember it. We I just posted it. What was it like? Oh, it was the anime world episode. Oh yeah. yeah what did I do for that? Oh, you God. did. You kind of made fun of the idea of Adam. You were very cynical with, oh, with your like anime the dungeon there was, school like, an thing. Agency. Yeah. That would send you on adventures, yeah, 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 because, like, Ash Ketchum should be dead. <laughs> he, Yeah, he should have died in the first episode. That's everybody's theory of why he hasn't grown up, because he got struck by lightning and, no, got pecked to death by Pharaohs and died. 
<laughs> oh no, no, he's in a no, he's in a coma, and the show is just his dream, like carried on after he went into a coma. That that is the theory behind. That seems to make sense. Yeah, but that's definitely what they were going for. Honestly, I feel like they did. Like you know, freaking, they always have that really dark shit in um kids' cartoons. So well, I think that there's just like people grow up and then want to make edgy theories when they're sixteen. That's I mean that's exactly you know that like there's a whole subgenre of um creepypasta that is just specifically pokemon creepypasta right about the games about the characters like there's all sorts of pokemon creepypasta yeah i was i i am aware of all the creepypastas because i haven't listened to any this year i need to hit Dude, the creepypastas <laughs> hard <laughs> oh that is a spooky thing i did was um creepypasta uh, listening to the creepypasta episode of last podcast it was <laughs> nice man people they're creative kids aren't they um Anyways, Cody, so what is this week? This week is Halloween World, hence my spooky skeletons. No one can see your skeletons but me. Well, just imagine that around my head there are spooky skeletons a-dancing, because that's what's happening. Okay, so kind of continue the theme where we kind of, you know, deconstruct or talk about the theme before we go into the episode. So, Cody... What does like a Halloween world mean to you? Like, kind of, what was your idea going into this? And I know you said you had a yellow card, and I kind of want to get some insight on that. Well, um, uh, so basically, over the garden wall is the only Halloween world I can really think of because it's like a world dedicated to being Halloweeny. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I went with, and then I just ended up telling little stories because <laughs> that's the yellow cards that you just told stories like like um, Outlaw yeah. Alabama where you didn't build a world and you just told stories. Basically, this is a lot like Outlaw <laughs> Alabama where instead of building a world, I just told little spookity okay. stories that are meant to indicate something about the world. Um, but I think it has to be a pocket dimension of some sort. Like in Over the Garden Wall. Have you seen Over the Garden Wall? No, I Wall? have not, but I've heard many things. Okay, about Frick, it. never mind. No, I'm not okay, going to tell you a single thing I about it. I guess my idea coming into like Halloween World like was not unless making like a specifically world that was Halloween, like, but doing something themed or based on like the ideas of Halloween. So I kind of followed like the monsters that pop up in the Halloween, the spirit of Halloween, like the vampires, werewolves, and stuff like that. I think I. I nailed what I was going for, and I really like my idea. But I guess usually I go like super convoluted or super serious on stuff like this, especially when it deals with horror. But I think specifically to me, horror and Halloween are like two separate ideas. Horror can exist in Halloween, but Halloween doesn't necessarily need to be horror, if that makes sense. Well, I think that like Halloween and like what this season is about to me, it's like harvest. Yeah. Which is like an anxiety-ridden time traditionally, because like, right? You the idea like and like a lot of the imagery of Halloween, you know, with like pumpkins and even like some of the traditional monsters. Like, if you're an agrarian society that's looking on at winter in your future, that's like a bad time because it means if you didn't grow enough crops, like if your you yield wasn't good enough, you're just like not going to have a good winter and you know it's about to get cold and you're going to have to start eating your stored food instead of being able to like eat things out of the ground you know yeah so i think that i like that it's kind of like this anxiety and anticipation for something worse to come um 
like winter is about celebrating during like the darkest worst part of the year right yes. halloween is like the anxiety looking towards that which is i think why it's so much like horror is so associated with this time of fall and like everything's dying trees are fall- leaves are falling off the tree it's really pretty and you might have your last nice few days but it's about to get cold and dark yeah um so it's like this transient period of time i also like in my mind, when I think Halloween, I think of what like Halloween was growing up, where it's like this kind of spooky holiday where people like it's more of like the pageantry side of it, the fun side of it, where people dress up, people like we're talking about monster movies and we're like, you know, getting treats and stuff like that. And so the idea that stuck in my head was specifically like the monsters, because when I think Halloween, I think of like your stereotypical vampire with the big cape and going, yeah, and your werewolf, yeah. like like this giant wolf man wearing like a small like suit and like your 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 ghosts and your skeletons and all of that. And like that that's what I like. Halloween, I just wanted to do something spooky, but I also wanted to the pageantry side, I wanted to mix it with something else that was very pageantry, very like overacted. So you're gonna say that. It's something that I enjoyed as a little kid to have not even... Is this RuPaul's Vampire no, no, Drag no, no, no. Race? You... That's what it sounds like you're describing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> when you, at the end of my first part, you'll see what I was going for, and then you're going to laugh because it's just like, it's something I really enjoyed as a kid and now don't really care about as an adult, but like the whole pageantry and like being super like, oh my God, let's just melodramatic and crazy about it. You, you'll see. So let's get to the role and... Unless you had anything else you wanted to say. Um, good, man. <laughs> what? Okay, anyway, that, that's not a D20. You can go ahead and roll and I'll get there in a second. I already did. Oh, okay, so you're just waiting on me. Oh, gosh. Uh, ah. Oh, no, that's too far. Hold on. Oh, I rolled a 19. I rolled a 9. You're going first. As I thought you were going to say a 20. I was about to be blown away. No, I always go second. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why. I rolled it across the desk. I couldn't see it, so I just picked it up and tossed it again. I was like, oh, guess I got a 19. Anyways. Blackwall Castle. The towering, twisted black spires hang amongst the gray skies. The castle itself stands over the small town of Blackwall as an ominous monolith. The walls are cracked and gray. The trees that surround the premises are all dead and dried up. And you can hear the screeches from the bats at night. No matter what time of night, it always seems like the moon is captured perfectly between the east and west towers. No one from town dares explore too far into the castle, but they all know the central courtyard well. Elsewhere, the old docks of the Mirus Swamp seem as if they are always sinking deeper into the bottomless pit. The water is thick with mud and is colored the deepest black that swallows all light that shines on it. You can see bits of swamp bubble and pop as if something were breathing deep beneath the water. Despite it being an almost threatening place, there always seems to be a new carriage sitting at the edge of the docks. The town of Westmont is a completely dead shanty town. One day, all the inhabitants disappeared without a trace. Rumors are that it was a plague or maybe some alien force. Even though it is completely empty during the day, at night you can see their spirits rise from the soil to watch the events that take place. Not a soul lives there, but the town is alive. 
The old western feel of Westmont still lingers in the air as if the inhabitants are always keeping watch. The Gothic Cathedral, the resting place of St. Hyde, is run down and cold. Vines grow up the walls both inside and outside. The stained glass windows are all cracked and broken, letting in the dim light from the outside. Inside the church, you will cough and hack because of the thick layer of dust that covers everything. Even the decimated pews that line the chapel. The pipe organ lets out a ghastly moan, and every step you take inside of the cathedral reverberates off the walls. Though the church has been abandoned for decades, you can see thousands of footprints in the dust, all circled around the center of the room. In the mountains of Kashesh, there lies an abandoned lab. It seems as if someone or something was experimenting on people. The lab is littered with sanitary equipment, operating tables, tools of the trade, and whatnot. It is dimly lit, only illuminated by the electrical coils mounted throughout the lab. At the peak of Mount Fear, there is a crevice that allows you to climb inside of the mountain. Inside, you will find cooled molten lava showing through the cracks in the black surface of an arena-like area. It is said that a cult gathers here at night. Most humans know to avoid these areas, but the most daring seek them out. For these areas are the host arenas for the 30th annual Mothramash! I hate you. And so, I'm done. Basically, my world is based off Earth, but the but it's set during like a gothic like Victorian age. There are a few small continents. But with WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah it. but strewn about them are all of these areas where monsters gather to have an all out tournament style brawl called the Monster Mash. And so the pageantry I was talking about was straight up the WWE. <laughs> Yep, well, that makes sense. That's, you know, it makes sense. I, this is one of my favorite worlds I've ever written. I'm so excited about this. I gotta say, I'm, 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 it's not bad. It I, was I the mash. It. it was the monster mash. The monster mash. Oh, please. Don't it was the great smash. We're gonna get copyrighted uh, uh, for this. Yeah, I mean, of course. 100%. That's what I'm hoping we're for. We're gonna get copyrighted so hard. And then they're gonna make and a movie gonna get... called the monster mash. We're gonna get like sued or something. I don't really know what happens. Probably a cease and desist. Probably a cease and desist because we don't like sell this podcast. So yeah, that's true. (laughs) We'll probably just get (laughs) cease and desisted. I'll tell you what. You can have all of our revenue from this. I think it's negative thirty, like (laughs) negative probably like ten cents. I mean, all the money I put into recording equipment. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, and also you know we have to host it, which costs money. So. Oh yeah, I got that too. Anyways, Cody. Hit me with your best shot. Getting All right. <laughs> the lands of Halloween. The crest, the moon, never mind. Let me start again in my creepy, creepy voice. The moon crests the hill of forgotten mysteries and brooms. All take flight. A crisp wind howls across the reeds that sing a tune of promises of future death by cold. The wind brings the rich smell of harvest corn and dead leaves, and the slight hint of summer rot. Halloween land is a land on the edge of life and death, the summer growth beginning to die and the winter cold a whisper of future fears. Halloween land is a land of anticipation of change. 
Gloom settles with an overcast sky and the bloom of early frost. Each day is shorter and each night longer. The long nights become venues for forgotten horrors made weak and irrelevant by spring birth and summer growth. It definitely sounded like you said forgotten horrors. Horrors. For forgotten horrors. I'm like, oh, why are they so forgotten? Them too. (laughs) But Halloween is always there to remind you someday crops will die and waters will cool. The wind will bite. And the horrors <laughs> will return. To those that find yourselves in our humble lands of Halloween, fear not. For the night is full of more than nightmares. Warm fires invite family and home, so gather round, stock up your grain and keep it dry. Make merry and keep your windows shut. For across the dying bone-crisp fields and moors and forests and hills, creatures lurk. Foul fiends sharpen knives and witches begin to brew. Long nights set the scene, but wicked acts doom the players. Okay, so my idea is that Halloween land is like this perpetual place of like being on that fence between winter and summer. Okay. Um, it's not, it's not like a planet or like a play. It's, it's like, uh, it's like the twilight zone is kind of how I imagine this. So, um, when you stumble out in fall and get someplace danger, you're kind of like, and then you find yourself in Halloween land. You know what I mean? So it's kind of when you find, you know, you know, like you see it in horror movies where people are like lost in the woods and then all of a sudden there are spookity things yeah it's like i wrote a That's whole entire of... story with like so far three or four chapters about getting lost in the forest and the evils that lurk yeah <laughs> right 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 it's, it's it's a similar idea to that but it's just kind of like i said at the beginning of this i was playing with the idea of what like halloween is is kind of this celebration of being on the cusp of winter um so that's kind of what is reflected in halloween land right it's all gray brown fields that are dying and you know starting to frost things are getting cold and i just like this like very fall aesthetic that is constantly prevalent so is this your last bit of world building for the episode (laughs) or do you got a little bit more this is so this is the end of world (laughs) shop for me and now i'm gonna tell spooky stories um that's cody's world and now we get to hear stories in cody's world great (laughs) so now you get to hear now i will say i do have a flora and fauna section what (laughs) yeah but you don't have like a history you couldn't think of a history of this place well, chronologically, one of these stories happens before the other. <laughs> I just rolled, rolled my eyes so hard. Oh my gosh. I, I, think, I, I told think you I this literally was a almost card. went blind was, from that. I was like, my, my, I my head was is very honest. Oh, Lord. I got to get my I eyes I was very back honest about yeah, at least, how at much least of a yellow card this was. Is that your um, first part or you got more? No, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> That was world shot for me, Jordan. Okay, that was the whole guys. thing. Okay, well, you can check Cody out at the Wandering Gamer Network, and now we're going to finish <laughs> out the episode. <laughs> um, so this next part comes from Cletus Beaumont. Well, just this first, like, so I at the I kind of do what you used to do, where like you just kind of intro the part and then you talk about it. Well, here I go. Look, I know I'm from Blackwall and all, and I know Old Thingmouth is a strong fighter, but I gotta say, my money is on the Swamp Man. 
thing person swamp being all the odds are against him so i put all my life savings on him if he wins this year i'll be as rich as a king and this next part is just more exposition in this world creatures that are feared by man lurk in the shadows these were either humans transformed by the supernatural nature of this world and cast out by society or they are monsters created by the folly of man it all started with Lord Dracul. He was the first ever recorded monster. He was a rich baron of Blackwall who was unfortunately bit by a blood-sucking bat. With the bat bite, he gained inhuman strength, super speed, and is virtually immortal. But much to his dismay, he gained the uncontrollable lust for human blood. Many people call him Vampire or Fangmouth. He built Castle Blackwall in order to keep the humans who want him dead away and keep himself from hurting the humans. He locked himself and his family deep within the castle and became a legend of sorts. The next monsters recorded were a man named Harry Huffington and his wife Lila. They were traveling back late at night from selling their harvest at the market. A large black wolf beast jumped out into their path and attacked them, biting the two. They were transformed by the wolf into humanoid wolf monsters referred to as wolfmen. When they tried to return to their home and explain what happened, they were driven out of their homeland to live in the forest. They did not let this ruin their lives, and they started a family, hoping to live normally in the woods as they did in their hometown. Mira's swamp used to be a crystal clear lake until the people in the town close by dumped their trash, cleaning chemicals, and waste there. The lake eventually turned black and mutated the fish that swam in the depths. Until finally, a large humanoid fish monster rose from the swamp and attacked the nearby villagers for what they did to his home. They referred to this monster as the creature of the black swamp. A man, Dr. Sebastian Brackenstein, thought that with his knowledge of the medical field, why couldn't he create life? He decided to play God and create his own human. Unfortunately, he didn't have all the tools or parts, so he decided to reanimate human remains for his little science experiment. When he finally brought the remains to life, his monster, fearful of his surroundings, fled Brackenstein's lab for the wilderness, never to be seen by the doctor again. Due to human contaminants, Creatures like the chupacabra, a monster that feeds on animal remains. The ghouls, humanoid monsters that fee feast on bodies and try to disguise themselves as humans. And zombies, undead bodies that have come back to life, have been created. Lord Dracul's vampire bat struck again. But unlike Lord Dracul, the man did not remain human with a few supernatural powers, but instead turns into half-man, half-bat creature. Saint Hyde, before his disappearance and the desolation of his cathedral, tried to use unholy magics to contact God. He wanted to prove God's existence to his followers, but unbeknownst to him, the force that he was contacting was not God, but an otherworldly demon. He used the sacred ritual to bring God forth, but instead brought forth a powerful demon who raced him and his followers' existence. That demon still roams the land today. Lastly, because of St. Hyde's ritual, the people of Westmont were erased from existence as a sacrifice to bring forth the, the St. Hyde's demon. The spirits are still tied to the plane of the living and remain in Westmont as if nothing ever happened. 
The players are all set on the board. Soon you will hear the origins of the World Monster Organization and the creation of the annual event, the Monster Bash! I got I got it. I'm just so happy about this world. I'm just more upset every just, time you talk. I love, like, I wanted to go for, like, the seeming to be, like, super convoluted. Like, because, you know, all the WWE stars have, like, their backstories and stuff. Like, oh, John, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are convoluted. They, they're convoluted. But then they're, like, these, like, larger-than-life, like, heroes in the ring. And it's just so funny. Like, The Undertaker. Like, all of that stuff was so stupid. But so crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to love watching, like, it, like every time we caught it on TV just because it was so bonkers. And I wanted to recreate that. Oh, yeah, that. I, I watched wrestling, but man. I was monsters. into it. I was so excited about this world. Because, like, I heard the song The Monster Mash. I'm like, why didn't I make a world out of this? <laughs> and not, like... No, that's a really good idea. Follow- that's a solid idea. <laughs> I didn't idea. want to follow, like, the actual story of the song The Monster Mash. I just wanted to use the words Monster Mash. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it's your floor, dude. Let's hear this first story. I'm excited. Uh, okay. It's called The Fable of the Falling Leaves. Margot loved the fall, the color of the leaves, and the promise of change. Margot would dance through the trees, singing all the while. And the leaves would dance with her. It may have seemed innocuous. It may have even seemed wholesome. But remember, young ones... The lands of Halloween are always waiting for waywards. Be safe and listen to parents' warning. Each day her mother would call at dusk, Margot, sweet girl, come home. Playtime is over and the day grows dark. Each day Margot would come home later and later, with leaves in her hair and scrapes on her knees. Listen here, little Margot, come home when I call, and not a moment later... Beauty turns dire when your stay is overwelcome. Margot would say, Oh, mother, dear mother, too nervous you must be. The forest is my friend, and the trees could never be enemies. It went on like this, and she spun deeper into the trees. They were growing ever barer, and the leaves became a sad brown-gray rug. So Margot looked longer for leaves still falling. One day Margot found a tree of blood red and new morning gold, yellow like sweet squash and with the smell so delightful. She spun and danced and heard not her mother as she called in the ever-growing dark. Playtime is over, sweet Margot. Playtime is done. Come home before beauty turns dire. But Margot had stayed to had strayed too far. The trees of Halloween land are clever in the dark. Margot is now part of the forest. Her tree is quite splendid, though dancing has ended. So be careful, little ones. The forest can be your friend, but in the lands of Halloween's in the land of Halloween, all friends may turn foul. I like it. So there's living trees that'll eat you and turn you into a tree? That's fun. Every time you've made... Or flora, a, a, rather. A, that's fun. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Also, there are deer. Those are fun. Uh. Us. <laughs> fun. Uh. I appreciate your yeah, cleverness. Yeah, this, this, this was a story themed around no, trees. No, no, I, I so actually boom. really that's like that. That's my flora and fauna section. I, I like stories like that where it's like, things aren't like they seem. You go into the forest too late, and you might never come back. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's all of my stories, so you know. Okay. <laughs> I I appreciate you, but I hate that you just didn't write a world again. You could easily make a Halloween world, but you just wanted to write stories, Mr. Discovery writer yeah, over there. Yeah, but this is just more interesting, and it's just, it's just, it's, yeah. it was more of what I wanted to do. Okay. You know how that Here comes goes. my society um, history, and this first part is just, again, another like little story before we get into it. Come on, Drac. You really going to let him trash you like that? He's got nothing to prove. That's what makes him dangerous. But your family is out there watching you, cheering you on, praying you take on the championship belt this year. Come on, man. Do it for them. This is unprecedented. Brackensee's monster has entered the ring. He and the son of the wolfman are teaming up to take away Lord Dracul's victory. I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so dumb. Oh my god. I love it so much. I love this. Anyways, this next part. <clears throat> this next part comes from Thelonious Monk, historian and follower of Pontiff Olimar. <sighs> the World Monster Organization actually has humble origins. When the townspeople of Blackwall found out that Lord Dracul... Sorry. When the townspeople of Blackwall found out what Lord Dracul and his family were, they drove them out. The Draculs locked themselves away in Castle Blackwall, but welcomed anyone who was willing to give them a chance. Their family grew in size and closeness, but despite being driven out of Blackwall, they always watched over the town. At the very least, they could pass as human, unlike the family of Harry and Lila Huffington, who were turned into wolfman creatures. The Huffingtons were driven out of every area they came across, even though they were just trying to live a normal and honest life. Eventually, they made it to Blackwall, and upon seeing them, the townspeople ran and screamed, fleeing the town towards Blackwell Castle. Lord Dracul saw the commotion and went out to stop the perceived attack and save the citizens from the Wolfman, knowing he was the only one with the power to take on such a beast. Wolfman Harry Huffington and vampire Lord Dracul fought, much to the dismay of Lila and Lady Dracul. They destroyed buildings as they carried on. That's when Lord Dracul noticed that the townspeople were cheering him on and praising him. For the very first time, he was not just a monster to be feared, but instead, he was their hero. As he was going to land the finishing blow on Harry Huffington, he, he devised a dastardly plan. He looked Harry in the eyes, and in that moment, the wolfman understood the plan and ran off into the woods. Dracul was a hero, but the townspeople still kept their distance. In secret, the Draculs met with the Huffingtons, and they became partners of sorts. A week later, the Wolfman attacked Blackwall again, but this time handed up quite a bit, presenting himself as the great big bad villain to Dracul's hero persona. They fought again, but this time the townspeople began taking bets on who would win. The Dracul family, who came off much more human than Lord Dracul, went around collecting the bets, and when the money was collected, Dracul threw the fight and his family took home the pot, splitting it with the Huffington family. This happened a few more times until the townspeople were divided between being vampire Dracul fans or Wolfman fans. The two monster friends took this act to other towns where Dracul would attack 
and Wolfman would save the town, and vice versa, until they were known as hero and villain virtually everywhere. The people urged the two to meet up for one last showdown in the volcanic arena, where the winner would take home all of the prize money. This was the first Monster Mash. The next year, people all across the world were excited for more monster fights, but found the fights predictable and overplayed. The Dracul family and the Huffington family tried to mix it up, having their children fight or tag teaming with their wives, but they did not garner as much attention. As, yeah, you you heard wait. it too. Sorry, wait, what did they do with their you wives? Heard it too? I I paused there because I realized exactly what I wrote, and I'm like, ah, shoot. <laughs> I just talked about tag teaming wives. Dang yeah, it! I was like, I didn't realize that when I wrote it, but when I was reading, I'm like, ah, shoot. But I didn't mean it like that. It, it, it is a sex thing. Sorry, but they, it's not like a fighting up, thing. But they did not garner as much attention as the first few years of monster fighting. That's when Lila Huffington came up with a brilliant plan. There were rumors of monsters all over the world. The combined family would go out and recruit other monsters into their fighting league. With more monsters, there would be more excitement, and the people would never be able to guess who would be the victor of all the monsters. They thought of it as their get-rich-quick scheme. The people would make bets and throw money at these fights. Kings and queens would invite the monsters to fight in their courts. It, people would make and sell merch, and the human-looking jackals would control the inflow of money and merch, splitting the goods between all of the monsters. The first monster to be recruited was Brackenstein's reanimated creature. He was hiding in a marsh, only wanting to be accepted by humans. This monster was much smarter than he looked. When he was recruited, he added to the Huffington Dracul plan. All fights would be staged and predetermined so that the monsters could easily control the cash flow. It was perfect. With the addition of Rackenstein's monster, who behind the scenes called himself Charlie, the people's interest was brought back to the monster mash, and the final mash, now at Pope's Peak Cemetery, was, bigger, was a bigger hit than ever before. Years and years of the Monster Mash, the full roster spread out to include Lord Dracul and any descendant who replaced him, Wolfman Harry Huffington and his wife Lila, Charlie, the Brackenstein's monster, Lucretia, the creature from the Black Swamp, Tora, the Chupacabra, Clyde, the ghost, Michael, the zombie, Lord Alabaster Creed, the man bat, Gail Ghoul, and Hornhead Johnny, a.k.a. Demon Johnny, the Red Demon. Every year, stage battles between these monsters happened all over the world. And every year, a new Monster Mash champion is decided. And that's my third part. <laughs> so, you know it's good, Cody. You know it's like the best thing. You know it's the best thing I I've really ever written. Like it. <laughs> this is my oh, best I, world. I do really period. enjoy it. <laughs> It's just so different from what I did, which is good. I'm, I'm so happy that, like, I thought you were going to do something funny this time, and that's why I was like, I was worried, but I'm glad you didn't. Nope. Because usually nope, you're the not funny, funny one, and I'm, like, the serious one, so. Nope, this this was just, like, spookity, kind of like, I don't know, they're not exactly scary, you know what I mean. Anyways, they're spookity. The Dancing Cauldron. Old Eliza was a witch like none other. Old Eliza she made was her home a witch. A- bam, bam, was a good friend of mine. Bam, bam, bam. Sorry. This is like my moment to do my thing. You know, this is like the part of the show where I get to. <laughs> I'm so I sad like, we're not doing this live. Thanks. 
I wrote things down, and now I read them. To- the way the show works. <laughs> okay, shut up, Cody. Sh- shut up, Cody. Just works. get back to it. Okay, so old Eliza was a witch like none other. She made her home on a moor in Halloween land. Ever in twilight and cloaked by the fog, old Eliza lived with her friend, the cauldron. She would cackle and jig with her best metal friend, and each night they would brew a new patch of some dregs, made from wings or of some bats or maybe some fallow. She would mix over the hearth with her best fr- with her best cauldron friend, wearing pat. Sorry, wearing pointy hat and magical boots. Then, with a bubbling and burbling pop, the brew would be done. A new hex now cooked. There was a young boy named Hector von Tassel. He never would mind his parents commanding. They warned many times and they count began crumbling. Eliza was a witch and not to be trifled. Her land is her home, never a place to be entered. But Hector was a fool and cared not for the warnings. If Eliza was frightening, he'd go to her boldly, not caring what hexes that she might be brewing. So on one dark and blustery night, little Hector elighted to challenge the witch whose horror he doubted. He peered through the windows into Halloween land as Eliza and the cauldron jigged round a fire. With mischievous glee, he drew his little weapon, a slingshot of birch and acorns for launching. Inside the witch's hut, a pot was burst. First the jar of old ears popped, then the container of the finest dew spilt and dropped. Moth wings, snake blood, and eyes of a newt. She even she lost her entire prized stock, even her suet. Her and her cauldron with shriek, were shrieking in rage. They both sprang from their little hut, and little Hector gave way. But they cared not. But oh, but they cared not. Their dance had been ruined. Who better now to test the new hexes they'd been brewing? Halloween Town often appears to foul little boys when slings they are shooting. So, so that story was just about a boy who's a douchebag to a witch. Yeah, and then they, they, and then her and her dancing cauldron go and hex him. Yeah, and they lose their. Wow, that's just that's just sad. That's that's not even scary. That's just sad. But the boy was the boy hey, was a jerk, he, and then he got hey hexed man, by a witch. You get got sometimes. <laughs> you mess with a witch you're gonna get got so now i like it I, like i said i like what you're doing i wish you built a world but i like what you're doing <laughs> here's my last part the society current again also i'm sorry to all of our fans because i am just screaming into the mic mostly episode i try to back up and cover my mouth so like it's not as loud but i'm pretty sure i broke the mic this whole entire episode so i apologize anyways the last part as if this night could have gotten any crazier, Frankenstein's monster has broken his alliance with the son of the Wolfman and is going for the championship position on his own. Smith, we have never seen anything like this before. Here it comes! It's Frankenstein's finisher, the Graveyard Smash! I feel sorry for my neighbors. <laughs> it has been many years since the advent of the Monster Mash. 
Now most people know that it is staged, but still people place bets in order to see if they can correctly guess the storylines. More and more citizens across the world are getting into the Monster Mash. It has something for everyone. It has action, weird and crazy storylines, merch, and it is even something to do on a boring Monday night. The merch is still run by a family Dracul, and the organization is shared by the relatives of Lord Dracul and Harry Huffington. There are now official announcers, and through the electric radio system, the Monster Mash can be heard everywhere. Of course, the radios were created by the Brackenstein Foundation, founded by Charlie Brackenstein, who reunited with his master after winning Monster Mash 26 against Son of the Wolfman. The previous story. Um, there are books and poems, drawings and tapestries, all written about the mash. The rich and affluent asked to have the mash hosted near them in one of the many creepy abandoned areas. It is all for the aesthetic of the mash. Society revolves around the monster mash. And despite it being old hat to some, it is always praised every year. Dracul has hired many writers to keep the stories fresh, and the mash greatly benefits from that. The lineup has changed quite a bit over the years. Unfortunately, Lord Dracul has passed away. He was slayed by that cheater demon Johnny, who staked him in the heart in order to win Monster Mash 15. At least that's what they tell everyone. Lord Dracul is alive and well, helping run things from the background. He has even been recruiting new, any new monster who wants to join. His son, Carmine Dracul, has taken his place, posing as Lord Dracul II, the resurrection of the original Dracul. Every now and then, the vampire twins, E and Vil, join in as the tag team Pure Evil to help their brother fight. Harry Huffington has since retired, <laughs> leaving his legacy to his sons. Every few years, a new Huffington rises up to take on the title of son or daughter of the wolf Wolfman. The current son of the Wolfman is his braggadocious grandson, Niles. He wears a backwards cap and has quite the way with the ladies. Brackenstein's monster will never retire and has now been joined by his bride, who was created by Dr. Brackenstein. Through a special event fight, Demon Johnny and the Night Priest of Mayhem opened up another portal to hell to bring in the competitors, the Sons of Chaos. These demons get publicity by vandalizing towns, warranting the other monsters to stop them. Now, there are two chupacabras in the current story, and also, oh, um, Mambat is dead. The lineup changes every year. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love that line. The lineup changes every year to keep merch and in... Sorry. The lineup changes every year to keep merch new and in demand, but the crowd favorites always return. This year, for Monster Mash 40, after five years of being on the bottom, Lord Dracul is making a comeback. But will he be able to finally get revenge on Demon Johnny, or will Ghostman Sly take the championship out of both of their hands? Find out at the next Monster Mash! And that's my world. <laughs> I, uh, I really <laughs> I'm liked so it. Happy. I'm just... This... Like, literally, I had the idea as soon as, like, I wanted to do the live show. And, like, that's why I said specifically Halloween and not spooky. Because this is not a spooky world. This is the WWE, but with monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I like, I like too, that, like, 
one of them is dead, but not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was staked in the heart, but like he, his son takes on the position as like the resurrected Lord Dracul. And, like you know, most people know it's fake, but they still support because it's really it's a fun thing to do in like a gothic Victorian period. Yeah. Like you don't, you're just working and then you die. But now it's the mash. It is the monster mash. The monster mash. Freaking Brackenstein does I, I the mean, graveyard like smash. The monster mash. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, Cody, take us home, please. Uh. Okay, I'm ready. This is um. This is called "On the Brink of Winter." Halloween is a land of waiting, waiting for winter and the long, cold quiet, the slumbering promise of spring. Young Vale was out hunting with bow and rifle, a knife in her belt whose grip did not yet fit her. The danger of youth is in its promise. Sinew grew strong and skills now sharpened, but mostly still a babe in a costume was our young Vale as she went hunting. When fall reaping came, poor Vale's family was lacking, their fields not quite empty, but not full to bursting. So as fall grew much colder and food grew scarcer. But ever the forest could provide food for the hungry. Off she went in spite of the protest. Her elders were weak, so she could do hunting. Vale trekked deep across the leaves, wet with fall snow. She slipped and she stumbled on late fall turning winter. Her feet were a danger to her more than the monsters, but Vale knew her skills, and her abilities were unquestioned. Her need now was desperate, and, her tra- and a trail was lifted. The elk she followed would feed her family. Her skills were not fiction. She killed the elk with ease, and now hunger could be appeased. But a Halloween thought tickled to her ear. If, on- if one elk would feed her, Two elks would be sweeter. The fear of the winter made Vale press on. New hills to new hills to new lands filled with ghouls. There she crept no longer the hunter. Pray for something that lingers in the lands of Halloween. The wolves began to howl and the day turned into night. Young Vale shook from more than just frostbite. And the grew, and the ground grew to be ice, and her feet were still young, and she slipped and fell downward into a lair. With a bone-breaking force, Vale hit the bottom. She had heard the wolves howl, their prey now laid bare. Vale made ready for a night of despair. She loaded her rifle and strung her bow, but just like the knife, None quite fit her young hand in that lonely night. Soon she saw eyes glowing in the night. Wolves had found her. She was ready to fight. But something was odd. The eyes began to multiply and rise. Wolves should have two eyes, not nine, and should not stand many feet high. Young Vale found a lair in the land of Halloween. She looked with greed and found something hungrier than she would ever live to be. Okay, that's the end of my world. No, I like it. I liked this last one better. This was kind of like my favorite one. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's neat, dude. 
That's I, me, dude. Because I want to be mad at you because you didn't do a world. Then you did a good job on your stories. This is like, I was like, I'm like, so I'm like dealing with the inner anger of just like you didn't do what the show was all about, but then you also created something really cool. And it's just like, it's like that battle's taking on is like the only words I can really say. It's just like, ah, neat. There's just like I could have just did like something something pumpkin head, and I'm like, no, nah, I'll do something weird. <laughs> I like this. A pumpkin head. The pumpkin head movies are awful. You know what I by mean? Wait, is there is there a movie yeah, called I'm Pumpkin sure it's Head? Just called pumpkin Head, isn't it? It's. I did there, not know that was so a movie. Head. Yeah, Pumpkin Head, nineteen eighty eight <laughs> film. Why have I never watched Pumpkin Head? <laughs> it's it's pumpkin a whole series, head. dude. But they're they're none of them are good. I think the. Oh my god! I forget which one was the one that had the line of "Any y'all see a pumpkin head?" It's just, it's. Oh no! Did I reference a racist movie? No, it's not, movie? It's not racist. It's not racist. It's just pumpkin, <laughs> dude. Pumpkin head is just not good. Anyways, I want to watch should. this, dude. The '80s and '90s horror movies are the best. They're all. Oh, that's another one I should watch. The '90s were a weird. That's another time one I should watch horror. though. Is um, Rosemary's Baby was really good. Oh, uh, Rosemary Baby is not fun to watch oh, to me. It's <laughs> the qu- quick story for me in the show. So my mom read the, uh, not mom, my grandma read the book, and like the whole time was like, okay, all this weird. It's like she doesn't read stuff like that, but she read the book, and then she gets to the end, and like where Rosemary like embraces the baby at the very end, and she got so mad that she threw the book across the room. Apparently, and she tells me the story all the time. And I just imagine like my grandma reading this book, which is way out of the playing field for my grandma, and then just like no, and throwing <laughs> the book across the room after she finishes. It's just like well, Rosemary's. I don't know. Rosemary's baby is really good. It, oh wow! I thought wow, it's way older than eighties. Never mind. Yeah, that's yeah, like 60s, 68. isn't it? Wow. And then they did like a um, made-for-TV show of it. Did they? Yeah. It was... Um, a co- I was unaware yeah, of this. I, I wouldn't watch the original, though. Also, speaking of old horror movies, The Exorcist is always great. Um, You've seen The Exorcist. Okay, oh, yeah, like the, Exorcist the Exorcist is great. Yeah. And just I, I don't know, but also I don't really get too into Exorcist movies because a they're all the same, and b sometimes they can really spook me out. Um, there's some that I like and yeah. some that I uh, don't. Like The Exorcist, The Exorcist, yeah, I think is a good movie, but it's absolutely fantastic. You know. And the I think The Exorcism of Emily Rose is great, but then the last Exorcism is like the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen the last. What's the last um, exorcism? It's bad. I'll I'll explain it later. We're getting. We need to. It's it's bad. Anyways. Oh, you have to yeah, roll the world. I, yeah, that's roll what the I was world. Um, anyways, got to roll the world, and that's going to be our live show. Is going to be. I don't know if we can do this for a live show. Actually, I rolled number two. World based off a song of our choice. Do you want me to roll another one for the Ooh. live? I think that might be a little too difficult to do it on the spot. World. Yeah. Why don't you just do another okay. one? Okay. I. Never mind. I did a I rolled number one, pick a story and write it. We can't do that for a live show of um Okay, I'm doing all bad right now. This is number n- nine is redo a previous talk. Okay, one more. <laughs> number five. Jordan, at some point, number you're just five have to pick one, next Soulsborn setting. So oh, that will be a I good one. That. And okay. I, if we get like people in the chat, that will be a good one to do live. So I'll yeah, start advertising one. and we'll hopefully have more than just me and you. 
But yeah, no, Soulsborne will be all right, one. dude. Play when you can play Sekiro because it is my favorite in the series. But I, um, I probably will eventually. I, do like I mean, that, it's out um, on PC. Feudal Japan setting a lot, so yeah, so I'm kind of biased because I really like that setting, and I didn't really, I don't really like Lovecraft, so I didn't really like Bloodborne. But yeah, right. But I mean, um, Dark Souls one, well, one and three were really good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, we we we, we got close. Anyways, Cody, where can we find you? Wandering Gamer Network. It's a podcast, or we're on YouTube. Um, you can check us out next week because I'm going to be releasing this tomorrow or Friday, hopefully. You can check us out next week on the World Shop Podcast. Mm, hold on, give me a second. I need to remember if it's World Shop Podcast or World Shop. Actually, you know what? Make it easier for everybody. You can check us out doing a live show on something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv because that's just gonna make it easier for everybody, <laughs> including me. So yeah, check us out on my Twitch stream and you will see Cody and I doing the next setting for Soulsborn for my birthday. And <laughs> birthday president uh, president present to me. Hopefully I'll get a birthday president and it won't be the same old shit again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also check out my other podcast, The Side Characters, where we talk about diversity in nerd culture. And yes, Leah, I do advertise this podcast on every single episode of World Shop. So get off me. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much all. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. Bye. Bye.